Welcome to the Simply Youth Podcast, where the U in youth stands for you. Join us in chatting with some of the most successful Lebanese figures. Follow in their footsteps to write your own story. The Simply Youth Podcast every Tuesday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more platforms. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Simply Youth Podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. Uh, we will be talking to Food Blast, founded in 2012. This Lebanese NGO aims to end hunger in Lebanon. They partner with various companies in collecting food and raising funds to feed those in needs. And today, representing Food Blast, we have lovely Maya Teru. Uh, so, Maya, would you like to talk a bit about Food Blast? Uh, so, regarding Food Blast, uh, in addition to working on hunger, we also work on food waste. Um, Food waste comes in many forms. It could be surplus food from events, for example, untouched food on buffets. Uh, food waste also comes in the form of products close to their expiry dates or after their best before dates. Who come in any unsaleable products, like for example, one day old fruits and vegetables. So since 2012, we've been working on hunger, but also food waste. Um, so about Food Blast, uh, Food Blast is a pioneering uh, community-based and volunteer-driven uh, local nonprofit. It was established in 2012 to fight hunger, uh, aka food insecurity and food waste uh, in Lebanon uh, by providing food assistance to the needy and most vulnerable while making sure no good food goes to waste. Um, to date, Food Blast has successfully provided over uh, 1.2 million uh, meals, even more, I think. I think we've reached 1.5 million meals uh, and we've been uh, able to deliver those to people in need across Lebanon uh, while rescuing over almost 400,000 tons of food from going to waste, um, all thanks to the uh, support and effort and time of individual uh, individuals like donors and volunteers and the hundreds of partners we've been working with uh, over the years. So that's Food Blast uh, in a nutshell. Okay, great. So I'm going to ask the first question. So as you said, Food Blast started in 2012 and you tackled oh. food waste in Lebanon and support disadvantaged people with hunger relief. Uh, so my question is, what motivated you to start the prog- project and why did fighting food waste appeal to you? So for me, I've been an, like I've been volunteering since I was 14. I'm uh, 34 now. So that's almost 20 years ago. Um, and when you volunteer, you learn that you can play a huge role by just giving of your time and effort. And in addition to volunteering, I've also been an activist. I've been active politically, uh, socially, and environmentally. Uh, And I became a food activist in 2012, which is the same year Foodless was established because uh, uh, Foodless was inspired uh, by the work that was done on uh, fighting hunger and food across the world. And food waste was a pretty new term, like not a lot of people, if any, were talking about it um, uh, in Lebanon, at least. Uh, in the world, uh, everyone was talking about food waste and how it's a problem. Now more than ever, food waste is important because it's one of the leading uh, 
causes of climate change, which has been a really hot topic lately in the past year, two years. Um, so basically the idea was, uh, it, it just, I, I always say that um, what you love finds you, you don't find it. So I was in a workshop and we had to come up with a, an idea that tackles a social uh, problem while addressing a CSR or corporate social responsibility. Uh, and uh, my team's idea was foodless uh, because we thought that the problem to hunger is does not lie only in producing more uh, food because we have already a lot of food. It's just about how to manage and how to make uh, the best use of what's already there. And that's also inspired by minimalism because I've been a minimalist since 2011. So a lot of individual choices do affect your other choices in life. And um, the reason I wanted to work on hunger is because I always thought uh, no one should go hungry, especially when there's food uh, more than enough to feed everyone in the world. And it all starts with small decisions. So one of the things that Foodless uh, works on is first to um, tackle the issue of hunger uh, by focusing on uh, uh, social uh, responsibility, which is either individual social responsibility, which is you guys or me, my responsibility towards my community. And then there's the... Uh, corporate social responsibility or CSR, which is the responsibility of companies that goes beyond uh, just creating profit and how they can uh, channel uh, what they do uh, and or the profit they make to improve the communities where they operate. So that was one of the um, drivers of Food Plus. Another one is to spread awareness amongst people because if you don't know what food waste is, you're probably not going to be able to reduce it. And I noticed that, for example, that a lot of people didn't know what food waste really was. They thought it was just what is left in my plate, whereas food waste starts from the farm uh, all across the food supply chain. And another thing, uh, uh, which is part of individual social responsibility, it's volunteerism and how to uh, through Food Bless, encourage community members to uh, uh, create change uh, by volunteering or doing community service. That's amazing. Okay, so you call your volunteers uh, hunger heroes. How would you describe mm. a typical hunger hero? And do most of your volunteers come from very different and diverse backgrounds? Um, yeah, so I was, I was having this chat a couple of days ago with someone so at the beginning, we used to call ourselves food blessers from Food Bless because like we bless people with food or, or things like that. And then one day, I think it was in 2014 or 13, not 14, I think, I came up with the, with the idea of Hunger Heroes HH and is inspired by Spider-Man and uh, uh, Superman because it's also blue and red. But the whole idea behind it is because when we, while growing up, we always, um, we're kind of taught or made to believe that in order to be a superhero, you have 
to be to have superpowers uh like to be bitten bit by a radioactive spider or i don't know like be from outer space but like in reality um being a hero is someone who just uh, an ordinary person just doing incredibly amazing things that could be little things they don't have to be even huge things and that's where the concept of hunger hero came from like i believe our volunteers are ordinary everyday heroes that are doing their bit they're doing their part in this world in tackling uh food waste and in tackling hunger but we are also even more than that we believe in sustainability we believe in the power of food of in bringing people together we are socially responsible we are zero waste so it's not just about food waste is like something we believe in is that we try to um reduce the waste we we produce at Fubus so we recycle everything we reuse uh even the food waste that we have that we can't feed to, to like because sometimes you have stuff that you can't feed to uh, individuals like scrap like vegetable scraps for example uh we don't throw that we compost we also use it as animal feed so chickens love us because <laughs> every day we have stuff for them um So basically it's um our hunger heroes they might be tackling hunger and food waste but at the same time they're making this uh uh earth a better place for them and for those who will come after us and I believe um that um by by doing you do more than just by telling so by by walking the talk on a daily basis by just being hunger years i believe we inspire others to do the same yeah you focus on the necessity of like individual efforts so how mm-hmm. is the surplus food from like restaurants or supermarkets mm-hmm. that many people just leave staying at restaurants that are then thrown in landfills or other places how have these surplus mm-hmm. food been collected preserved and then eventually distributed and can you explain your mabadda mabadda campaign Mm, mm, I love that campaign. Uh so basically just to make it clear when I talk about surplus food it's mostly from events not restaurants because in Lebanon restaurants are very relict- like reluctant to donate because they keep saying oh we can't uh, food safety blah 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 but in my opinion it's just another way of them being lazy. because us Lebanese sometimes we just create excuses for not treating the earth the way we should um to laziness on their behalf um so we don't really work with restaurants if we receive a call uh to rescue food it's usually someone in the restaurant had a huge like dinner or lunch and they call us and they ask us to pick up the food um so basically we always say um uh like the, the campaign for example mabadda astaha means you don't have to be shy literally it means you don't have to be shy because in in our um in our culture Lebanese or even Arab culture uh although a lot of like for for people for example who are religious they know that throwing food is haram or it's a it's a sin uh but like for the majority um Uh, it's also considered like a waste like 
even non-religious people or religious, everyone knows that throwing away food is is haram. It's it's a waste, and like food doesn't just appear. It's like when I explain it to even. So I go to schools and universities, and and it's very easy. I use the same example for both for a five-year-old and a eighteen-year-old, and I always say when for some of you imagine a banana. Banana is is not just a banana. It's the sum of all the labor that went to it, the resources like water, uh, fertilizers, uh, electricity, soil, sun, uh, seeds. Um, all of this goes into producing this banana and the money, not to forget the money. So when you throw that banana in the bin because it's like too brownish, or it, look, it doesn't look as appealing. You're throwing all of that hard work and money into the trash bin. So I always say, if you imagine the banana or the food that you throw as dollar bills or Lebanese pounds, most people will think twice before throwing that. And this is something we forget when we're eating out, for example. We don't see the food as really like money or maybe sometimes we just take what we have for granted. Um, but if we reconsider what's in front of us and just in our mind, just remember how much effort and resources went into producing this food that eventually might end up in a trash bin, we might think twice before throwing it. And I always tell people because in Lebanon, if you, it used to happen with me and my friends, every time you go out, I'm always not throwing anything and taking everything with me. And I used to hear these comments like, oh Maya, you don't have food in your house or um, don't, you, don't you ever feel like you're full? You always have to eat now and then uh, afterwards. So uh, Anna, I didn't used to get affected because I don't care what they say. Uh, it's something I, I'm, like, something I believe in and I have to do regardless. But I do understand like some people feel the social pressure, so they might not end up um, taking the food just not to hear these comments or um, not to have others think about them in, in a certain way. So, so you initiated your political career when you ran in the 2018 parliament elections. Mm -hmm. How was that journey? And how running with the civil community has been challenging. And what would you have? What would have been your first legislation? And for me, it didn't start in 2018. It started in 2000. I would say, I would say in uni because in uni I ran for student council. I was doing my masters, and I won as an independent. Uh, and then in 2000, I think that was 2012, maybe, I don't know. And then in 2013, I took part in a reality TV show called um, Alzheim or The Leader. It was like uh, those shows where it's like you see the everyday uh, lives of the uh, participants. But for us, it wasn't about music or anything like that, like Superstar, for example. It was more like our Star Academy. It was more about political challenges. We every day we had a uh, we had a task to do tasks to do a political challenge to um, 
to solve or a social problem also to solve and had to be on the ground. And also we had a lot of uh, people giving us workshops. And um, so it was a really nice uh, opportunity for me to expand my knowledge in uh, politics, at least, because uh, um, before that I was active on the ground. I had uh, issues I was passionate about, but the program gave me more like tangible knowledge um, and I had to do also my own research and know more about the political system in Lebanon because it's different from everyone else. It's like one of a kind because it's skewed. It's it's not, it's not, I don't know how, what it is, but what we have in Lebanon, when we call it politics, is everything but what politics stands for. That's why I call it Lebanese politics or politics which is always different. is different from what, it, what it's supposed to be. Um, so the program, it ran for two months and a half. And against everyone's uh, expectations, I won because um, we were around 24 uh, contestants and everyone else was really into politics or part of a hazib, like a political group, except me. I was the only one who was independent and everyone laughed at me because they said, you don't know about politics. You've never done something that's real politics. But then again, um, it was more of a challenge for me also to work on myself and to prove them wrong and also to prove uh, what usually is Lebanese way of doing politics is what usually um, is done. But in this program, people, it was 50% people's votes and 50% uh, a committee. And I ended up winning, uh, which was great because at the end it was me and uh, a male and he was a typical Lebanese politician style, yani, typical male dominated uh, way of thinking. Um, so I was so happy because then I was like, okay, so the people watching the show and the judges made their mind and it's clear that this country needs more people like me, not necessarily me, me, but what I stand for, which is independent people who think um, outside the box. I learned when I finished university, I took a gap year because I had to study for the MCAT. And that year I volunteered every day. When I wasn't studying, I was volunteering. And I realized that it doesn't matter what you do, it's why you do it. And I always wanted to help others. And I thought if I was a doctor, I could heal people and uh, like um, take away their suffering and misery. But then I realized I didn't have to be a doctor. I could be anyone as long as what I do is something that helps people. Um, and that's it. And a lot of people didn't believe in independence, uh, independent uh, 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 candidates. And they didn't give them their votes. They they preferred to give their votes to faces they're used to instead of giving it to new faces. And then again, that's something that people have to work on because uh, as, as individuals, we're um, afraid of, of what's new. Um, so we prefer the 
are that are common or we're used to. Um, but I always say um, life is better when 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 you take risks because um, they could have voted for the new faces and then uh, what do you call that? Um, saw what they were capable of and if it was good then great if it wasn't then they can learn to not vote for them again but it's always better than just giving your vote to the same people again and again so new is scary but it also is promising and that's it's like it. these two years like yeah, these two years we really saw like a monumental shift in political scene in lebanon where like more mm-hmm. civil community members have been like more inclined mm-hmm. to run and sometimes even winning after the revolution mm-hmm. all of that which is just like the universities you, eh. yeah just thank you so much for your passion dedication like to help a community like lebanon which is so fractured and so helpless so if you are like very diverse back town it's clear you have a set goal you have an immediate plan that needs to be implemented this year they like, truly proved the role of ngos where our government has failed miserably So we really mm. hope to see more like Lebanese women in charge and running our country. Good luck to all in your endeavors, and we hope like our audience can really help with us. And just take care. Thank you, Anjad. You're amazing. welcome, guys. And for Thank anyone so hearing, Thank you. you're welcome. My pleasure. Wallah. Um, for anyone hearing this, um, if you're interested in knowing more about what we do at Food Lust, you can. Check us out on Instagram or Facebook, or we have a website, foodbus.org. And just uh, come volunteer. Like a lot of people haven't volunteered before, and I'm always happy their first is at Foodbus because volunteering, if done right, is the best thing ever. But if done wrong, it would change your view about volunteering. A lot of people I know volunteered, and it was like, really bad because they got bored and they were just filling papers but for us when you come you work you sweat you feel like you're actually doing something that is creating change and you can see it whether it's like cooking with us in the kitchen or which is every day or packing food boxes with us which is every saturday we have an amazing volunteer coordinator called noor who'd be more than happy to answer all your questions regarding volunteering. So yeah, take the risk, uh, send us a message, volunteer with us or another NGO, it doesn't matter, but take that step. I know we have COVID and a lot of people are afraid and they're trying to be safe. But like, if you take all precautions, I promise you, and no, uh, you don't have to worry about this. Then no, For us, we haven't stopped working since March last year, which is when COVID uh, started and there were the curfews wife show. So when everyone else was in their houses, we were on the streets uh, getting food and delivering it and food boxes uh, to people in need across Lebanon. And then it was bad, we thought, but now it's way worse. So volunteer, advocate, donate. These are three ways that anyone can support the work we do. Uh, volunteer time and effort. You can advocate by liking our page, sharing a post, just speaking up about food waste or hunger. And then there's donate. You can donate um, monetary or even if you have uh, dry goods, we accept that as well. So 
I don't think anyone has an excuse not to help because sometimes it's just a click away to supporting uh, an NGO and doing its work. You don't even have to be there. So that's why I always say anyone can be part of the change. And that's why we always offer them uh, these three ways, advocate, volunteer, donate. And thank you for having me and for listening. Thank you so, so much. Thank you. Thank you.